0: Today's episode is brought to you by Studio Headphones. Studios combine modern design with great, great sound quality for a fraction of the cost of some of the other brands of headphones. Head to studiosweden.com and use the code LOUDLADIES at checkout to get 15% off your first order and free shipping worldwide.
1: Get it out there as soon as possible. Um, and I don't know how that quite works with what you guys are doing, but this idea of like, Put this out in the world and see how people react.
0: Hi, it's Chinua again. We met in episode one of Loud Ladies Podcast, and this is episode four. If you haven't listened to the earlier episodes, you should go back and start at the beginning and listen in order. Loud Ladies is a podcast series that gives a first-hand account of what it looks like for three women to start a family business. And just to recap, in the last three episodes, you heard from Brooke, Hallie, and me about our collective and independent reasons for wanting to start this business, and the challenges that we've already faced, including how to start a business from absolute scratch, and how to carve out a space for yourself in an industry when you don't particularly feel like you fit in. The voice you heard at the opening of this episode is that of Danny Fortson. He's a journalist and tech correspondent with the Times of London. As correspondent, Danny spends his days talking to some of the biggest names in tech about their entrepreneurial journeys. Here are a few of his recent guests.
1: Steve Ballmer is famous for a few things. Running Microsoft for most of the 21st century, which helped make him the 20th richest husband and wife team of Mitch and Frida Kapoor. Francis Fry, a renowned company doctor and Harvard Business School professor is here.
0: Those are just a few of the brilliant minds Danny gets to talk to each week on his podcast which is called Danny in the Valley. If it feels random that I'm talking so much about this dude named Danny, it's actually not random at all cuz Danny happens to be my husband. Yeah. So it's making me like is this a worthwhile but what's the alternative? Just get yeah, a regular-ass job as a lawyer. You
1: doing the thing that you've been saying for the last two years you do not want to do? Uh-huh.
0: Like so go work for, like...
1: Giving up before you go to work.
0: Yeah. Good plan? <laughs> Anyways, you asked me why. No, I know. That was Danny and me on a bus during a recent trip we took to Japan, talking about this idea. And that was Danny encouraging me to keep going.
1: Yeah. but I think you have to kind of keep your eyes on the client, so. if you're, if you're, if the goal of this is to create your own business, to kind of create this life that you want to live, or say you want to live... That is the goal. Then this seems like a very good way to at least try that, and if it doesn't work doesn't work, but then at least you've tr- really tried. And then you can go get that job, whatever job. You know, there's lots of them out
0: there. After having had countless number of these types of conversations with Danny over the past few months, it dawned on me that he may have more than just encouragement to share. Something based on the conversations that he has day in and day out with the entrepreneurs that he talks to as part of his job. Since he gets to sit down face-to-face with some of the biggest entrepreneurs in Silicon Valley, I figured it could be good for us to sit down with him so that we can learn secondhand what they have to say about starting a business. So we're not launching a new cryptocurrency or ride-sharing app, but there still must be some universal lessons of entrepreneurship that would be helpful for us to hear. So we did just that we sat down with him. Here are some of the broad themes he's heard repeated over and over from some of the biggest names in the game.
1: There's the impulse to be like, I've got this idea. I don't want to tell anybody about it because they might steal my idea. Right. Everybody I've talked to said that, like, that's the worst thing you can do. Talk and share as much as possible with people who can potentially help you is one thing that kind of people say again and again, like, don't kind of... Hide your idea and just, like, work on it, like, in your corner until you're ready to kind of release it upon the world.
0: Don't hide your idea. Okay. Thinking back on things, while we may not have spoken to every Tom, Dick, and Harry about this idea, little by little, we have started to get this idea out into the world. For example, here's Brooke explaining the idea to one of her closest friends, Brittany, who also happens to be an entrepreneur. Okay, so here's the deal. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think I've talked to you about this, but my cousins and I, you met Chenoa. Uh-huh. And you haven't met Hallie yet. No. But um, we've been... But I know she's gorgeous and cool. She is gorgeous and cool. Um, But we've been talking about starting a podcast network. Oh, wow. Sort of a gimlet for women and people of color. Oh, man. In a sense that that we can, like, encourage and um, help, you know, foster those voices, right?
1: Right, totally.
0: And I even held an impromptu focus group one night over dinner where we talked about how to get more diverse people listening and enjoying podcasts. <laughs> Yeah, it's like. Well, so how do you get people of color to listen to podcasts? Correct, I don't know. Is it to have producers that are people of color that I are think it's to relevant, have content, that good content, content right. good stories that speak to it, because that's been my t- frustration. It's like, I want to find something that speaks to me. Yeah, right. And there are, there's a lot, I have a lot that's of interest, lot so like, I will listen to a you podcast. You will find something that you correct. are interested in. But it'd be nice to have a really, to have quality content that I can pick from. That's not just- Anyone who's ever had an idea that they've come up with and started to build it on their own from scratch knows how daunting it can be to put it out there in the world. It brings up lots of feelings of fear and rejection and all that other stuff. So we're doing our best. Cut us a little slack. Today's episode is brought to you by The Self-Evidence, t-shirts and sweatshirts that empower you to wear your truths. The Self-Evidence is an awesome brand of shirts that say stuff like coffee, champagne, and fundamental rights, free press and chill, and moms for president. Go to etsy.com and type in The Self-Evidence in the search box. T-H-E-S-E-L-F-E-V-I-D-E-N-T-S You can also find the link to the shop in our show notes, and they're also on Instagram. Use Loud Ladies at Checkout for 15% off your entire order. Today's episode is also brought to you by Studio Headphones. Studios combine modern design with great sound quality for a fraction of the cost of some of the other brands. Head to studiosweden.com and use the code Loud Ladies at Checkout to get 15% off your first order and free shipping worldwide. On to Lesson Two. Just at
1: this retreat with a bunch of startups yesterday, like 10 startups gave presentations about how, and they've all received funding and they're all doing, you know, they all got hundreds of thousands or millions of users or whatever, but they all said, you know, we started out doing one thing and then we started like putting it out to what they call power users or just like people who could try it and test it. And they always ended up changing. What they, you know, it's what they call iterating out here. Iterate, iterate, iterate. Um, because you put it out there and it's like, yeah, this is this thing is great, but what I really would like it to do is this. And then they're like, oh, okay, and then you do that, and then all of a sudden it opens up a whole new front and brings in a whole new, you know, universe of people who are going to use this thing. Um, so get it out as quickly as possible, and don't be afraid to kind of completely change tack because... Everybody does like Slack. That that business software um, yeah. that's now worth five billion dollars. This
0: yeah, I saw that.
1: Um, that was a total accident. You know that right? Because
0: it started and, as something else.
1: They tried to make a video game, and while they're trying to make this video game, they started this software. They created the software to basically communicate between teams, and they started like they just kind of let a few of their friends use it. and They're like, "Wow, this is amazing." And then they just dropped the video game for which they had received whatever $10 million in funding.
0: And just kept with the...
1: And kept with this messaging system, which is now worth $5 billion. It always ends up being so much more indirect, a kind of journey than you expect. Okay, well, you know, it's like we start a company and then we end here. But there's all these like right turns and U-turns and all these... A million things that you could never even imagine have happened before you end up kind of getting to a place where you're like, wow, this is this is amazing or this is what we were, we're really happy with this or whatever. But, um.
0: So lesson two, get things out in the world quickly and don't be afraid to iterate and change direction. That one makes me cringe. We haven't even had a chance to get to the iteration stage yet. We're still trying to get this thing out the door. Honestly, we've been thinking about and tinkering with this idea for months at this point. I was looking back on emails we sent about this idea and they date back to early spring 2017. And internally, believe me, we've all had moments of frustration with the pace with which we've executed on things. Babe, can we talk to you really quickly? Yeah, what was, what's up? Um, Chino was kind of complaining that while she was gone, or not much was done while she was gone, um, but I felt like everyone we all have full-time jobs and their kids and just other stuff when we, that we need to do. I don't know how quickly we can move, to be honest. That was my sister and co-founder Hallie complaining to her husband about how I'm nagging everyone about our pace. I'm assuming these feelings are par for the course in starting a business. I can't imagine we're alone in the reality of having lots of priorities to balance and dealing with feelings of moving too slowly. Anyhow, let's take in one final piece of wisdom from Danny
1: people are like the kind of people management, recruiting and people management mm-hmm. are the thing that all the, that, that is kind of the most important, you know, you have the idea and then who's going to execute it. Like I was talking to a guy who helped create candy crush, which was, um, you know, the little jelly bean, mobile jelly bean game, the shooting mm-hmm. jelly beans, whatever. Anyway, they sold their company for $6 billion. Like, uh, four or five years ago and now they're funding all these companies with the money that they made and um they were saying that they he was talking to a founder of their biggest rival who has almost the same revenue almost the same amount of users but one tenth of the workers because he said the guy said he's like i over a kind of I found the best person I could who does X mm-hmm. and I paid them really well and they're as good as three or four kind of mediocre people. Mm, so Yeah, so just like that idea of like...
0: I imagine that as we continue down this path of building this business we will come face to face with the reality of what Danny's talking about. With only three of us in the business so far we're not there yet but I imagine it's not too far off in the future. Anyhow, now may be a good time to give you a glimpse of where we are with, at this point. You know, there's a podcast I was listening to that basically just said, start before you're ready. And I think we, the three of us are very much in that space. We're not, we don't feel very ready, but we're just going to put our first episode out there, put that, support the podcasts that have kind of showed their interest and want to do the work. But, um. So that's all for our episode. As Hallie said, we don't feel ready, but we're moving ahead anyway. And there's much, much more to come. So stay tuned. You may actually be surprised where things go. Thanks, Danny, for sharing with us. And don't forget to check out his podcast. It's called Danny in the Valley. It can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen. And while you're at it, don't forget to subscribe to Loud Ladies Podcasts and give us a rating. They really do help people find the show. Special thanks to Dave Fortson, Brittany Merlis, Eric Cardenas, and Mark Millian for your contributions to this episode. Coming up, scenes from an upcoming episode of Loud Ladies. Hey, Hallie, did you see her email? Which one? There's so many emails. Which The one that just came through. I'll read it. It says, given my current workload, I will no longer be able to produce shows every two weeks. Ugh. Yeah.